It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Friday, June 26th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Paul, we uh, had a chance to talk to Chris Antonetti, the vice president of baseball operations for the Indians, and really sort of set the stage, get things going, get ready for this training camp version 2.0, spring training, you know, restart, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he, He sort of laid out the the framework for it for us, but you know, not a lot of details because still there are a lot of unknowns out there. Yeah. You know, they've got a lot of people still coming into, into town, um, you know, from different parts of the country, different parts, you know, I'm sure there's some guys coming in from the Dominican um, and um, you know, Arizona and some hot spots in Texas and Arizona and Florida. And uh, I'm, you know, I, I, and he just, it just sounded like it was very, it's going to really have to kind of a log jam with testing just to get spring training off the ground. So they're supposed to report by September, I mean, uh, July 1st, but I wonder when exactly what day they'd be on the field, Joe. Right. Who, who knows what, when organized activities are going to be. And he also talked about, you know, observing social distancing, you know, sort of ideas when they're, they're doing their workouts. So the, the players will work out in pods or, or you know, smaller groups that'll be uh, separated than they normally would in spring training, where you'd see, you know, all all a group of pitchers move from their fielding drills to a, another site and, uh, you know, moving in mass like that. So it, it will have a sort of a different look once they get things going. And and also he did confirm uh, the use of Classic Park at Lake County, uh, where the captains play, as the site of the sort of the alternate site where the, the the extra 20 players who wouldn't normally be on that 40-man roster are, are going to be training. Yeah, Joe, I, I'm still a little uh, confused about, okay, they open the season with 30 players. Now, mm-hmm. how many do they hold in reserve? How big is that, that group that they hold in reserve? Uh, I'm sure that, you know, anybody who's not on that initial 30-man roster can still work out at the the Indians, you know, at, at Progressive Field at the, at the, the facility and be okay. around, but you know they're they're just not eligible to be be playing in games. Yeah, and not, they're not and on that thirty get, man roster. If somebody gets hurt, then you can use that that group of players, that that pool of players to right. help out the big league club or replace a guy that's hurt or sick or is not performing well. And and guys like, uh, you know, Nolan Jones and George Valera 
and I, I believe Tyler Freeman are going to be part of that 20 man roster who are going to work at classic park. So, you know, that's, that's big for them being able to, you're sort of identifying the guys that the organization wants to make sure that they get some sort of development this year. And, and that's going to happen at classic park. I'm sure that those are guys who are, are never going to have a chance to get into a big league game if things get going. But, you know, that being said, they're going to at least get the experience of, you know, suiting up every day. Yeah, that's exciting stuff for those guys. And, you know, at least, you know, it gives you some, the Indians, some control of, you know, controlling the uh, the work of their top prospects and, and making sure they, you know, they they continue to progress in their career, even though they're, I guess, the only games they'd probably be playing are inter-squad games. Right. Uh, so Antonetti said that there will be, uh, you know, an abundance of testing uh, at the beginning here that they will test everybody who comes in all of the sort of tier one and tier two people uh, within the organization that includes well, tier one is the players, the tier players two and members. tier two is staff members. Correct. Uh, so they will all be tested as they come into the facility and, you know, you can't be admitted into the facility until you've, you've cleared the testing. So that's going to take at least a day. Um, but then he wasn't too clear on, you know, what the quarantine period would be. If there is a positive test, he confirmed that there are that there have been throughout this this whole time since uh, since March 12th, there have been positive tests within the organization at the Goodyear facility, at the Dominican facility, uh, and and even I, I would assume in in Cleveland. So there were some guys at home that had that that were, you know tested positive as well. But he said, thankfully, all of those individuals have either recovered or are only showing mild symptoms. So, you know, you're, you're working off of that. He did say right now, none of the players themselves have opted out. And, and so that covers, you know, the, the big one that everybody's thinking of is Carlos Carrasco. Yeah. And uh, Antonetti did mention uh, some, uh, you know, some staff members have, have opted out, uh, have chosen not to uh, participate this season. And uh, I, I think uh, I just found out, Joe, I was just talking to, I I don't think we're, I don't think there are any like members of uh, Terry Francona's coaching staff. These are more like people behind the scenes. Okay, so yeah. a, a lot of support staff. When when he says yeah. staff, you're not necessarily talking about the the on field coaching staff or anything like right. that. Right. No uh, one in uniform. Yeah, I, you know, I would have had a question about whether or not a guy like Brad Mills, who you know suffered a family tragedy during spring training and was away from the team, uh, you know, for a period. Uh, if he would choose to not not come back, but um, you know that, that doesn't look like it's the case. Yeah, and Carrasco. I mean, that's that's a heck of a story. I mean, this is a guy that really has a, he could you know just say uh, no mas and get his full service time. You know, get his service time, get his get his prorated salary, full prorated salary, and and no one would even uh, could question him after what he went through last year with after being diagnosed with. Uh, leukemia so uh you know it's you you like his heart you know you 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 like his heart definitely well and and you said yourself uh, you know last year when you were talking to him is he he didn't even act like he had leukemia last year half the time you'd you talk to him and obviously there were there were moments where he he recognized the significance of, of things but you know you would you would see him in the clubhouse last year just walking through and 
it wasn't like he was was dealing with anything. So I, I'm sure he's able to compartmentalize a lot of this and and you know do what he needs to do. Uh, every, following him on social media, we we've seen he's working out every day. He's working out with his family, with his kids. He's pitching. He's uh, so he he seems like he's ready to go. And uh, and that was really another thing that Antonetti said was that the the starting rotation uh, seems like it's you know, intact, ready to go. Everybody's healthy. And, uh, they, they seem like they're a unit that is, is sort of at the, the head of this and, and, you know, ready to, to be out there and, and, you know, sort of attacking this second version of spring training. Yeah. The, the tip of the spear, you know, <laughs> the, from top gun, I'll steal that from top gun, but, uh, with, um, you know, I, I like what Antonetti said that, you know, July 1st or whenever they start, you know, officially start spring training won't be day one. It'll be like day 27 because of the way they set this up. You know, uh, they, they, they feel like as a team, they've already got 26 games of spring, 26 days of spring training, you know, under their belts, you know, position players and uh, pitchers, the way they've stayed in contact with each other, you know, with the coaches, with their position players and with the zoom calls and the conditioning and, uh, you know, that – who knows, Joe? That could be, that could be you know, a little bit of an edge that, that makes a big difference in a 60-game season. Right. It, it almost sounded like that, you know, his, his one response was along the lines of how the – if they're going to win this season, if this season gets pulled off by some miracle, which it's still a long shot to even play 60 games and have the playoffs. It's, it's a huge long shot right now. We recognize that. But if the Indians are able to, to, to come through and, and – and come out ahead and win the season's going to be one, not necessarily all on the field, but behind the scenes in how the Indians prepared and were able to, you know, beat the disease by the way that they adhered to protocols. It, it there's a lot that's going to go into a successful season if that's possible this year. Yeah, that's a great point. Great point. And uh, I think, um, you know, they, just uh, from talking to Antonetti and, and in his conversations with the players, he said they're all kind of committed to that too, to uh, not only, you know, performing well on the season, but, you know, doing what you have to do away from the ballpark, taking the necessary precautions to not only protect yourself and your family, but your teammates. So the team stays intact and, and you give yourself the best chance to win. And he said that he said that could be an edge as well. Yeah, his, uh, to quote him, it said, uh, to the extent that we can do a better job of keeping ourselves healthy and not getting each other sick, the better chance we have to win more games during the season because we'll be able to play with the guys who we're counting on to be a big part of our team. So that right there is basically it's don't, don't sneeze on Frankie, <laughs> I guess is the, uh, is, is the message yeah. there. Put Frankie the, in a bubble after the, every game. The first thing you tell everybody in the, uh, in the organization is, don't shake Frankie's hand. Yeah. You know, keep keep Frankie healthy. We have a chance to win here. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess the same could be said for the the starting rotation as well. I mean, those that really is your your bread and butter for this season. If if those five guys, five six guys can, you know, come through and perform the way that they're expected to, you you, you got to like their chances with anybody. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting. You know, you know, ball players away from the field. You know, I mean, they're kind of like they're on their own. And now you really they're really going to have to monitor themselves or, or kind of police themselves. 
and uh, you know just uh don't do what you normally do uh, you know <laughs> you know and just go home take care of yourself and uh so that's going to be a big big test you know can you like, have like 22 25 year old kid, guys and they want to get out and you know if you have a big game you want to go out and celebrate so you have to contain yourself and yeah and that's it can you have the discipline over the next 2 months to to sort of keep it under, under wraps and and stay in control and you know mitigate this this virus that's out there that that's still out there and we're seeing all sorts of scary spikes in places like Texas and and Florida right now as well uh so we got the you know we went over we don't necessarily know what that 60 man roster is going to look like, but we did see uh, a few names of, of some guys being floated out there. Younger guys like the Nolan Jones, Tyler Freeman, uh, George Valera. Also, I saw Ernie Clement would also be invited out there. That's a utility type guy who Terry Francona also very high on. Yeah. Uh, and those guys, there's a, a pool of 60 players. Those are your 60 guys. That's, that's who is is eligible to even appear in a game at, at any point uh, over the next you know sixty days or, or the, the, that period of the season. Um, it, do the Indians have enough in the tank in in that regard when they, if they if they pick and choose the right guys to 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 find success that way? You know that's that's a good point. Um, you know you look at uh, you know th- the thing is they really didn't you know usually every every winter they go out and load up with non-roster guys, veteran non-roster guys. They did not do that this, this winter. Uh, and going into spring training, they, they mostly from the, from the farm system, you know, their own guys, they, that's who they filled out the 60 man roster with. So there's not a lot of, uh, you know, you know, big surprises out there, like a Ryan Rayburn to come out of the woodwork and hit, you know, 12 home runs in, in uh, 20 games or something like that. You know, you're not going to see that. And uh, so if, if they do get a boost, it's going to be from mostly from the organization. As far as uh, off the field stuff, uh, today was the, the lifting of the roster freeze uh, throughout Major League Baseball. So players could actually be traded. And so, you know, the question naturally arises, uh, would they look at, at dealing a Francisco Lindor or uh, any sort of player to, to add something or, or to, you know, defray any sort of financial costs? Uh, Antonetti said, he was asked, and he said, uh, they are expecting, you know, major uh, financial ramifications from this, this year and from this disease and all that but nothing to impact in the short term any sort of personnel decisions uh, on the field. That was uh, sort of you know, his response was, it, so without saying it, he said that, you know, they're, they're not looking at trading anybody, trading Frankie or, or doing anything in that regard. Yeah, I, I think, um, you, know, you know, Joe, what, does it make any difference if you, if you trade Lindor on August 31st or you trade him in December, thir- you know, in December 5th on, at this point? Uh, you might as well just take a run at this thing with 60 games. This is me thinking, you know, I, I, I mean, you got 60 games, you got one of the best, you know, top five, top 10 players in the game, you know, hitting lead off or, you know, leading your team, you know, let them go for a while and let you see and, and see what happens. And if you really, if you bottom out, okay, maybe you, you look at August 31st as a trade, but you know, the, I just, you know, I, I don't see the difference. I don't see the big, uh, 
difference between the end of August and December if, if you're going to move this guy. The other thing, uh, Antony was asked about some of the new rules that will be in place. Wasn't asked about the designated hitter because that's that doesn't really you know make a difference for the Indians. I already had one, but the the runner on second rule for extra innings. I uh, was asked about that, and you know he said there are unique opportunities in this unique season to to sort of experiment with some of these rules, and so that's that, that's one of the things where you know, the idea of not taxing your bullpen not killing your team with uh, 16, 17, 18 inning games uh, could be a positive in that regard. Yeah, he answered that like a general manager, didn't he? <laughs> he certainly did. <laughs> yeah, he said, I'll sleep easier at night if, if my bullpen isn't going 17, 18, 19, or 20 innings. So, uh, you know, that, that was, uh, that was ex- the voice of experience right there. And, and also in terms of the way that they're going to construct the roster, uh, would they use an opener or, you know, maybe we've talked about piggybacking starters on top of each other. Uh, so he said that they would be open to using, uh, open to looking for opportunities like that. But, but really the, the bread and butter of this team is the, the starting rotation. And you, you got to give those guys opportunities to go out there and do what they do best. Yeah. And especially if they're stretched out, you know, we'll find out, uh, you know, in the next three weeks or so, but it sounds like, you know, they're, they're, you know, Clevenger obviously seems to be healthy. Carrasco's elbow is, you know, it seems to be over that. And, uh, you know, Plesak and, and Savali and, and Plutko, you know, you've got a bunch of guys there that, that seem to be ready. I mean, remember talking to uh, Plutko on our, on our uh, you know, podcast? He said he could be up to 40, 45 innings, you know, throwing by now, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. I think he said that. You know, you know, in his sim games and what he when he was in his workouts with Texas. So, you know, that's a that's a big jumping off point. All right. As as we get closer to maybe, hopefully, getting a chance to see some of these guys in these workouts and, and in person being there. I, I don't know what our our level of access for this uh, this training camp is going to be in terms of being able to watch guys on the field. But we'll we'll know right away how how ready the pitchers are out of the box. We'll be able to tell. If, if these guys are out there, you know, throwing and working, you know, doing up-down innings where they, they pitch for a, a, an inning and then sit down and then get back up and, and go just like you would in a, in a real game. Yeah, that, that you know, I think they'll uh, – we'll find out real soon. And just, you know, I guess each team gets to play three three exhibition games. Three exhibition games was the, the allowance for Major League Baseball. So who knows if that's going to be, you know – in Cincinnati and Pittsburgh and Detroit, yeah. what what the deal would be there? I would I would think they would want to schedule them against Cincinnati or Pittsburgh because you can drive there in you know yeah. less than a day and and you know if you stay even if you stay overnight for whatever reason it, it's not that far away and it would be so much easier. Plus, you're not playing Detroit, who you're going to see ten year uh, ten twenty games not twenty games. 10 games instead of, uh, you know, the, the usual, you know, five or, or yeah. however many. So it, it sounds like uh, they're going to play like six games against the Reds. Yes. More against their natural rival, the, yeah. the Reds, which, which, uh, you know, makes, a, makes a little more sense, but I don't know where the short is going to come. Yeah. Then if, if it's going to be Milwaukee because of the travel or, or what. So right. uh, I, I, I did ask Antonetti about the schedule. He said it's, it's premature to, to mention about it. I, 
sort of wanted to see if we could get any sort of indication if yeah, they were, I mean, if they liked it or what, not. But he's uh, got a skeleton schedule or something. It sounds like he's got a rough draft of the schedule. It, he said there's a well, more likely, more often than not, a, a draft of the schedule like that is going to come back and and just be approved without any major changes. Right. I don't know why he he didn't want to, you know, well, give any indication. But, yeah. Well. Who knows? Maybe they'll do a, a big announcement next week or something like that. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that takes us uh, through everything Antonetti said uh, today. Are, are are we more excited about baseball today than we are uh, than we were when we started, uh, or are we really nervous that this is all going to just <laughs> collapse around us with with testing and you know uh, spikes and and all sorts of terrible things that could happen with the coronavirus. I'm starting to get the vibe, Joe. I'm oh, that's what I've been waiting to hear, Hoinsey. <laughs> You're starting to feel, oh, <laughs> this is this is it. Yeah, I was I was actually worried about you there for for about a week. It was, every time we'd get on one of these uh, these Zoom calls to do the podcast, Hoinsey looked like uh, he just looked like a beaten man. But but now now that's it. I just I'm starting to feel the vibe, Joe. That's it. That's all I needed to hear. Uh, kind of excited about it. Yeah, um, we're getting there. I, I can't wait to get to the park. That's the that'll be the yeah. big thing, is to get into the ballpark and, and see the guys. All right. Well, we will be back next week uh, looking at the, I believe the Detroit Tigers is our our team for right. our That's preview for next yeah. week. So we will line up a, a guest to talk about the Tigers on next week's podcast uh, beginning Monday. And we'll have preview uh, content throughout on that. And any news, hopefully a schedule at some point next week, uh, you'll hear it and we'll talk about it here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Twainsy, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you again on Monday. All right, Joe.